Welcome to Blossoming Business with Emma Middleton, supporting women through the planning, setting up and running of their new business. So whether your business is just the seed of an idea or already established, join Emma as she shares her own experiences, gives you technical advice and tips, including the things to avoid, and chats to other women about their journeys of setting up successful businesses. Let's blossom together. Enjoy the episode. Hi, I'm Emma Middleton, founder of Emma Middleton Business Solutions, and welcome to episode number 27. Just before I get started on this episode, I wanted to let you know that this will be the penultimate episode of my podcast before I take a break over the summer. If you've listened to my first podcast episode or you follow me on social media, you'll know that my biggest why for running a business rather than working in a nine-to-five job is so that I can spend quality time with my three girls and to be there for all the important things. And that is exactly what I'll be doing over the summer. I will, of course, still be doing some work with my clients, but in order to gain a few extra hours in the day and to spend time with them, I'll be reducing my workload and taking a break from podcasting and social media. Although I will still be popping up with a few posts throughout the summer and I will still be picking up my emails. So please do get in touch with me that way. Now, last week, I sent an email to everyone who subscribes to my weekly email newsletter to ask them which of three different topics they would most like to hear about on my podcast. And while there were two very popular answers, there was one clear winner, and that was different types of business setups. So there are a number of different ways a business can be set up, but the most common ones are a sole trader, a partnership and a limited company. And in this podcast, I'm going to talk a little bit about the different options and why we choose them. There'll be advantages and disadvantages to each one. And the one that you choose for your business will be very much dependent on what your business is, what's the size of it and where you are in the journey of your business. I'd always recommend getting some professional advice on your individual circumstances before you take any action. It's something that I help my clients with but I'm not particularly telling you this to promote my services. The most important thing is though that you get some advice from appropriately qualified people that you trust. So the first business structure is a sole trader and this is the simplest possible business formation. As the name suggests, it is only suitable for businesses that are owned by just one person and they will have complete control over all business decisions. This means that if you set up in business with another person, such as your partner or a friend, then a sole trader is not the right structure for you. Many, many businesses start like this, and it's a structure I still use today for my own business. And while it's called a sole trader, it doesn't mean that you can't employ people to work in the business. It just means that there can only be one owner. A sole trading business is very simple to run, and to keep records and accounts. And although it does need to be registered with the HMRC so that you can complete a tax return, it doesn't need to be done by an accountant and it is absolutely possible to do it yourself. When it comes to profits, then 100% of the business profit after any tax is due belongs to the owner of the business. But if anything goes wrong, then they're also liable for 100% of the debt and personal assets could be claimed if there are not sufficient funds in the business. 
The second option is a partnership. There are a few different types of partnerships, including an ordinary partnership, a limited liability partnership and a limited partnership. I'm not going to go into detail about each of the different partnerships here as it's quite complicated. I'm just going to talk about an ordinary partnership today. If more than one person is the owner of a business, then it could be set up as a partnership. Each partner could own either an equal share of the business or different shares, depending on their involvement or the investment that they've made. Many other elements are similar to a sole trader, where partners take their share of the profit after the payment of tax, and they would still be personally liable to any debts that the partnership was unable to pay. The one thing that I always recommend in any partnership is that you have a partnership agreement. It doesn't matter how well you know each other, how close friends you are, or how great each other's reputations are. Just like in a marriage, a partnership can get nasty. and Without an agreement in place, it can be extremely difficult to resolve. I once worked with a fantastic partnership, which was created by two friends when they were quite young and before they had any family commitments outside the business. Both women worked really hard to establish the business and it was going from strength to strength as they grew it until one of the women married and soon after had a baby. At this point, the priorities for both women naturally changed and there was an increase in disagreements and some resentment. We were working through it, but unfortunately, one day everything came to a head. One of the partners took 50% of the cash from the bank account and changed the keys on the office building. There was no partnership agreement in place. And while both partners would have been protected legally to ensure that they took what they owned from the business, it wasn't that big and the legal fees would have sucked most of the assets. Now, in the end, we did all sit around the table and resolved everything so that both parties ended up with what they felt was fair, but they were no longer friends. The partnership agreement doesn't only cover what happens at the end of the partnership. It also covers things like the percentage ownership of each partner, who contributes what into the partnership, how the profits and losses are allocated, how decisions will be made, the principal duties of each partner, the limits of authority for each partner. For example, you might agree that no partner can make any order for more than £500 without the agreement of others. It'll also include the procedure for admitting a new partner and also for removing a partner or when a partner decides to leave. And while it is possible to have an agreement drawn up by a lawyer, there are also templates and examples online which can be used the most important thing is to agree to one and to sign it. And then the third type of business is a limited company. Many people automatically assume that when they set up a business, it needs to be a company. And we will come on to the reasons why that isn't always the best thing in a few minutes. A limited company is a separate legal entity and therefore it is separate from your personal finances. This means that your personal finances will be unaffected if the company gets into any financial trouble, which is unlike a sole trader and a partnership. It might also be that trading as a limited company will have some tax benefits as the tax rates between companies and sole traders are different. This will depend on the profitability of your business. But as a general rule, if you're paying 40% tax on profit in a sole trade or partnership, 
it's time to have a look at incorporation. A company is owned by its shareholders and there are no limit to the number of shareholders that there are. It can be as small as one shareholder who owns 100% of the shares or as many as thousands of shareholders who own a much smaller percentage. But most small businesses are just owned by a small number of shareholders. And in the same way that we talked about a partnership agreement, it's also important to have a shareholders agreement. So all the terms of ownership of the shares are detailed at the start. And as the person who'll be running the business, you'll be a director of the company and an employee. So rather than being able to take all of the profit after the payment of cash, you'll be paid a salary and paid PAYE, just like any other employment. The company may then also be able to pay you dividends out of its profits. Companies have a lot more legal responsibilities than the sole traders and partnerships. And with that comes additional costs. These will be for a company accounts, which must be signed off by a registered accountant and other regulatory paperwork. These costs can be anything from around £1,000 per year for a small company. And finally, this has been a rather whistle-stop tour through the main business structures, and it really is just a bit of introduction to them. If it's something that you'd like to learn more about that's specific to your business, then please let me know. I do offer a free 15 minute chat and we can talk about what is right for you going forwards. Just send me a DM through my social media on emmamiddleton.co or click on the link in the show notes. I meet lots of women who dream of setting up their own businesses, but are finding it difficult to navigate those first steps and often don't know where to start, what the priorities are or where to find the information they need. Sometimes it's a business in a completely new area that they're passionate about, or it might be a hobby that they want to take professional. And sometimes they just think that their dream business is really only a dream and there is no chance of it becoming reality. I'm lucky enough to have worked with women in this situation. And while it's not always easy and they have put in some hard work and hours, it has been a privilege to watch their businesses grow and flourish. And finally, if you like this podcast, then please hit subscribe and share it with just one friend who you think might find it interesting or useful.